All right, what is up, everybody? Back here with the Fantasy Bros Podcast, Episode 2. Last episode, we talked about some fantasy football, some ranking, stuff like that. And today, we're going to be talking about Dallas Mavericks and specifically Free Agency 2021. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about who we can pick up, who we should let go that's on the current roster, how much space we have, stuff like that. Let's get right into it. So first of all, um, we have about... 38 million in free agency, just under 40 million um, in cap space. So what we could do with that, let's start off with who is guaranteed on our roster for next year. So for point guard, we got Luka Doncic, of course, and then Trey Burke. He's locked in at point guard. Shooting guard, we're looking pretty thin there. We got Tyrell Terry. Small forward, we have Dorian Finney-Smith. He's probably going to be our starter. And backup, we have Josh Green, our rookie from last year. Power forward, we're looking pretty decent. We have Maxi Kleber, and we have Dwight Powell still locked down. And then finally, for center, we have Kristaps Porzingis. So yeah, we have right now 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 players on contract, which means that we have a lot of room to sign other players. So people that we have on our team right now that are looking like free agents next year, or this year, Sorry, we have Tim Hardaway Jr. He's coming off the bench, really great player, rides a spark, scoring spark off the bench. He's really key to our team. Josh Richardson, he's one of our better on-ball defenders. Starting shooting guard right now, he complements Luka pretty well. We have him not unrestricted free agent, but he has an $11.6 million player option. So, yeah, we'll see if he accepts that or not. I'm thinking he doesn't because he hasn't had an amazing season, but... Given the way that the salary cap is going, uh, there, there's a market out there for guys like Josh Richardson, just defenders like that, slashers. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he tests out free agency, but it would be great to see him pick up the $11 million player option. I feel like that's a that's a good deal. That's a bargain for us. Next free agent is Boban Marjanovic. Um, I mean, last season we saw him play. This season he hasn't been doing too much for our team, but he's kind of a nice veteran presence for our team. And yeah, I mean, if we could sign him for like a veterans minimum type deal, I think that would be good for us as a returning player. In case of injury, you know, he can grab rebounds, he can score. So he's a good depth option. Next would be JJ Redick, who we recently acquired in a trade. Um, Yeah, Redick, he's a great three-point shooter. He's another veteran presence. We have a young team. I feel like it would be good to have guys like Redick on the team, kind of mentor the young guys and just have some experience when they come into the game. They know what they're doing. They've, they've seen everything. They're accustomed to it. So Redick, I think for the right price, would be good. I don't want to throw too much money at someone who's, you know, 35 plus years old. But I think he could be a good good player to get back on the team. And then um, finally, who the other guy that we picked up from the trade with JJ Redick would be Nicolo Melli. Um, I mean, he he doesn't have too much of a name for himself. Definitely, I think we could get him on a minimum deal, but he's put in a couple minutes for us. He's he's decent. He can shoot a little bit. He can defend a little bit. Just another good depth option in case of injury. I think that's what that's what Melly would be for us. So, yeah, that's what the team is looking like right now. I talked about the guaranteed players, the team free agents. Now let's talk about some team options that we have on our team. We have two team options on our team. One is Jalen Brunson for $1.8 I mean, 
there's no doubt that we're going to accept that. Jalen Brunson is one of our best players. He comes off the bench. He puts in good minutes. He can drive. He can shoot. He makes good decisions. He can pass. I mean, 1.8 million, that's a complete steal. So obviously, we're going to have to accept this. I mean, next season when we do have to pay him, it's going to be interesting. But we will have him locked down for one more season for sure. And then our next player option is Willie Cauley-Stein for $4.1 million. Now, this one's a bit tough because, I mean, at times he's put in good minutes for the team, but at other times he's just been a liability. I mean, especially on the rebounding, Cauley-Stein is very skinny. He's tall, but he's skinny, so he allows a lot of offensive rebounds, which hurts the team in the long run. And you can't pair him up with a guy like Kristaps Porzingis because he's also skinny kind of need one of those bigger guys in there but at the same time Willie Cauley-Stein he's fast he's good in the pick and roll he has a bit of an offensive game um like there's really he's really just a interesting player because there's a lot of downsides to him but there are also upsides so at 4.1 million it's a it's a really interesting price um in my opinion it wouldn't be a bad idea to explore other options there are a couple options that might be better but as a depth pick, I don't think Willie Cauley-Stein is a bad option because obviously he can come on, put in minutes. He's really tall. He can he can grab rebounds. It's just when he gets contested, when it needs to get needs to get physical, that's where there's struggle because he's very skinny. He's very lanky. So yeah, those are our two team options on the team. So after assuming that we accept both team options, this is what our team will be looking like. We have point guard. Luka Doncic, backup Jalen Brunson, backup to him Trey Burke. Um, what I'd say since our shooting guard position, which I'll go through in a second, is looking, um, is looking a bit thin right now. I'd say Trey Burke could play either guard, combo guard. So shooting guard, we have Tyrell Terry as our true shooting guard, and then I'd throw Trey Burke in there. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely try to get some shooting guard in free agency. Now, small forward, we have Dorian Finney-Smith, one of my favorite players on the team. He can shoot. He's possibly, probably, in my opinion, one of our best defender, probably. Um, Yeah, he just has great size, great hustle. Everything about him is just what you want in a player, especially at that $4 million price point. I mean, he's, he's a steal for us. And then backing him up is Josh Green. Now, Josh Green, I mean, he hasn't really been panning out for us. I can't lie, but of course, he's a rookie. We're going to give him time to develop. And yeah, I mean, when he played, he was looking like a really good player. I mean, he could shoot, he could defend, and that's all we really need, a 3 and D guy. And with Dorian like locked down in that position, we can give Josh Green time to develop. We don't necessarily need him on the floor right now. But yeah, when he's been on the floor, he hasn't been able to shoot that well, but he's shown flashes of being able to defend and also a little bit of being able to create for himself. So heading in the right direction, but we really need to see how it works out all in the end with Josh Green. It's an experiment. First round pick, 18 we picked him at, and we just got to see how that works out. Next, we have power forward. We have Maxi Cleaver. Um, he's also just one of those really great budget guys. I mean, we have him for $8 million, but if you think about what he does, $8 million is a really good pr- price for him. I mean, he can shoot the three. He gets all these catch-and-shoot catch and looks from uh, Luka Doncic on the drive, and um, 
Yeah, he can just make those threes, and then he's a really good defender, especially for his size. I mean, he's 6'10", but he can guard a bunch of different positions. He can keep up. He's pretty fast. And yeah, he's just a really great defender, really great three-point shooter, and he's good for our team at starting power forward. And then backing him up, I'd say we have Dwight Powell. Um, he plays power forward. He plays center. Um, assuming that we get Willie Cully Stein back, I would say that Powell plays power forward at the backup. And I think him and Willie Cully Stein would be a good pair coming off the bench. As uh, Cully Stein, he's taller, but he's uh, skinnier. And then Powell, he is bigger, so he can he can box out. He can be physical. And both of those guys are really good in the pick and roll. So I think off the bench, they'll be really good running the pick and roll with guys like Jalen Brunson. I think there's some promise there. So yeah, center. Chris Stapps Porzingis, of course. We have him on that huge contract, $30 million next year. He's going to be our number two option right behind Luka. And you know, Chris Stapps, he's tall, so he can block shots. He's not the best defender, but just because of his size, he can rebound, he can block shots. And of course, make the three, shooting 36% right now on the season, which is pretty good for him, especially uh, the fact that he hasn't played too many games because uh, he gets rested on back-to-backs just because of injury, watching him, monitoring him. We have a shortened season, of course, so we got to be careful with guys like Kristaps um, and our other guys. But Kristaps just has an injury history, and he had an injury, big injury in the playoffs. So we got to monitor that, make sure he's good for the playoffs. So, yeah. We have him, and then backing him up, Willie Cully-Stein. Talked about him already, of course. So, yeah, with those team options, those eight guys that I was talking about before, now that turns into ten guys that we have. And on our roster, ideally, the um, the rotation should have about eight to nine guys, but um, the roster allows for 15. So we could talk about five guys that we could pick up here. And yeah, I'll run through some of the free agents that I saw that we could pick up that I think would be good for our team. So first things first, we have Drew Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday, I mean, Milwaukee traded a lot to get him. I mean, a lot. So it would be a surprise to see them let him go. But in any scenario that we get Drew Holiday, that's that's just amazing for our team. I mean, Drew Holiday, he averages 15 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. He could play either guard position. I think he would be a really good complement to Luka. Um, he shoots 49% from the field, 36% from three, and uh, 77% from the free throw line. So he's a capable shooter. Off the ball, he can give Luka some rest. I mean, he can bring up the ball. Now, what we see in games, Luka's just always bringing up the ball, always the point guard. But if we get a guy like Drew Holiday, he can be that secondary ball handler that would help Luca just kind of rest a bit because Luca, there's a lot of weight on his shoulders if we get a guy like Drew Holiday Luca can kind of take a breather and uh split some reps with Drew Holiday so yeah I think that's really good because Holiday he's experienced I mean we've seen how he can play he's also a pretty good defender decent size so I think like a lot of aspects of Drew Holiday's game are really good for our match next would be uh Victor Oladipo He's on the uh, Houston Rockets. Now, Oladipo, he's interesting because a couple years ago, we were also looking at him, but he got injured, which affects the stock right now. But it could also be a good thing for us. I mean, although he may not be as good of a player, as explosive as he was before, we get him at a better price point just because of his injury. 
So Oladipo right now, he's averaging about 25 and 5. That's 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. And his shooting stats are a bit down, but it's something that we can definitely work on. He has 39% from the field, 31% from 3, and 76% from the free throw line. Now Victor Oladipo, he's just another guy that's like a slasher. He's kind of like a Josh Richardson, but I'd say a better scorer overall. Now if we have a guy like Victor Oladipo paired with Luka, it's just another guy that can score the ball. Right now in our starting lineup, guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Cleaver, they're more like, they're more three-point shooting guys. They're catch-and-shoot guys. Luka drives, he kicks, and then we have Cleaver and Finney-Smith there to shoot. But Oladipo, he can create for himself. Put him in a pick-and-roll situation, he's explosive. He can pass the ball five assists per game. Like I said, I mean, he's a shooting guard, so five assists are pretty good for him. So, yeah. Again, he's just a guy that can create for himself, put some pressure off Luka. Um, personally, I like Drew Holiday over him just because Holiday, he's uh, he's not coming off of injury. He can shoot better and, uh, yeah, just more experience. I think he fits in the mold of our team better. Whereas Oladipo is more of a driving type of guy because his shot is a bit off right now. Not to say that he can't shoot at all, but, I mean, he needs to be... A bit higher in my eyes to be a fit on our team because the Mavs I mean record-breaking offense last year we shoot a ton of threes that's that's what we live on we live and die from the three if we're not hitting threes then it's it's tough for us to win games and then Oladipo is one of those guys that doesn't shoot threes like that all right so those are two guards that I talked about now let's go to some big guys because that's what I think we need we have Przingis of course we got Kleber but off the bench or just another big guy that we could have because I think Cleaver is a really really good player off the bench we kind of start him in power forward because we have to because um you know we don't have a really good alternative Cleaver is one of those guys that helps us stretch the floor but he's not really a big scoring option for us so if we could get someone in free agency that could be a starting power forward someone that can score the ball not only in the catch and shoot but in other situations unlike Cleaver I think that would be beneficial for the team. And if we have Kleber off the bench, I think he would be really good for the bench unit just in the pick and roll, in the shooting. Because our starters, of course, are good, but our bench might need some beefing up. I think Kleber is really good for the bench. So one guy that I think could do that is John Collins. Hawks power forward, also plays some center. Uh, he averages 18 points and 8 rebounds per game on very efficient shooting. Although his numbers aren't like super high, he's not averaging 20 plus or anything like that, he's very efficient. I mean, as at 6'11", he has 54% from the field and 39% from three. And another crazy thing, 85% from the free throw line. I mean, this guy can shoot and he's so big. So that's what really helps us. I mean, he has a post game, he has an outside game. He would really take pressure off of Luka in the, in the scoring game and... um. He's not an amazing defender, which would be ideal for our team. We kind of need some defense, but this guy can rebound. Rebounding is another one of our weaknesses. I'd say defense, rebounding, those are two of our biggest weaknesses. So with John Collins, we get one of those knocked off. Pair him with Kristaps, of course. I mean, then we have five guys that can stretch the floor, five guys that can create for themselves, and we have really good height on the team because we have Luka at point guard. He's 6'8". Then we have Kristaps at center, 7'3", and then put in... 6'11", John Collins at power forward, and that should help our rebounding immensely. Alright, so next, 
this is a center. Um, I'd say possibly bring him off the bench to start, but just pairing him with Chris Ops would be good. This is Andre Drummond. He recently got bought out, waiting to see where he goes. Um, Mavs are looking to get him, but I doubt it'll happen because um, he's looking to go to the, a contender team. Mavs are, are good, but I wouldn't put us in contender in that category. So Andre Drummond, he's averaging 18 points and 14 rebounds, which is just crazy. Um, leading the league in rebounds. So that's someone that we could really use, like I said. Rebounding is one of our biggest weaknesses. I mean, he also grabs a couple blocks per game, which would help our defense a lot. Um, yeah, so he's shooting 47% from the field. Uh, doesn't shoot threes, nothing there. He's a pretty bad free throw shooter. But if you look at what he does on the floor, um, that's that's a sacrifice that the team can make because, I mean, he offers size. He's a big body, so that those struggles that we were having with Chris Sobs being skinny, not being able to do as much on the boards and in the paint, that's something that Drummond can really take care of. Uh, we could employ something like we did when we had Tyson Chandler and Dirk Nowitzki. Um, Dirk, he wasn't that great on defense, just like Kristaps is. And uh, Dirk would be put on the worst post player. So you take the power forward tender combo, whoever's the worst on offense, the worst player on offense, you put Dirk on him. Whoever's the better player, you put Tyson Chandler on him. So something, an example would be, um, let's say, the Lakers with Anthony Davis power forward and we'll say JaVale McGee at center. JaVale McGee is obviously much much worse than AD at power forward so we would put Dirk on him and then Tyson Chandler on Anthony Davis. Same thing here. We would put Kristaps Porzingis on JaVale McGee for defense and uh, we'd put Andre Drummond on Anthony Davis just you know get a bit of a better matchup something that we could take advantage of. Because right now, we have to have Kristaps on guys like AD, and he gets bullied in the post and the paint, stuff like that. So if we just have another guy that could kind of defend those bigger guys, those better offensive players, it would take pressure off Porzingis on defense. So yeah, I think uh, Drummond would be good. He could also come off the bench. It really just depends how he comes back. I mean, if he keeps on averaging 18 and 14, of course, he needs to be a starter, but... I wouldn't be surprised to see his numbers fall off a bit after that stint with the Cavs. So yeah, those are just uh four. Those four guys I think are the biggest players that we could get, like potential starters. The next four guys that I'll list will be more low-key players, more bench players that we could use. But these first four guys, those are like our plan A type guys. I mean, if we could get those guys, we're looking really good. We do definitely have the money to get any of those guys. But um, realistically, the Mavs are not a popular free agent spot. I mean, just historically, they're not they're not that popular. And uh, some of these guys are looking like they're gonna land elsewhere. I mean, Holiday back with the Bucks. That's that's what makes sense. And then Collins, um, he's restricted, so it'd be hard to get him away from the Hawks, anyways. So I think the Hawks are trying to build that young core of Trey Young and uh, John Collins. Alright, so next I'll talk about a, comp a couple of uh, bench bigs that I think would help our team. Um, honestly, I think coming off the bench, our guards are looking pretty good. Obviously, Jalen Brunson is a lock to be on our team. And uh, if we could develop Josh Green, he'll be good. Trey Burke, he provides some offense. So 
assuming that we got our shooting guard position taken care of, I think bench bigs is what we'll be looking at the most. Because we have some low-key guys, Willie Cully-Stein, Bowen Marjanovic. They're a bit unreliable because they all have some weaknesses in their game. Boban, not as fast, not as good of a defender. Willie Cully-Stein, not as good of a rebounder, not as physical. So if we could just find the one guy that takes care of all of our needs, it would be better than keeping just a plethora of bench players that we won't really need to use. So first guy I have on here is Jamichael Green. Um, he played with the Clippers. He had a really great series in the playoffs against the Mavs. Uh, that's what I noticed, that he could really shoot, he could defend, and he brings good size. So, Jamichael Green, he averages 9 points and 6 rebounds, and uh, he's a pretty good player. I mean, he's 6'8", 6'9", so he has good size at that power forward position. But the biggest thing that I see with this game is his 43% 3-point shooting, and also his 84% free throw shooting just lets you know how good of a shooter he is. I mean, he's really just another one of those catch-and-shoot guys like Maxi Kleber. He can shoot at a high volume, and assuming that Kleber starts, it would be good to have someone like Jamichael Green coming off the bench who can just kind of mimic what Kleber does. I mean, his size allows him to be a pretty decent defender. He can play small ball at small forward, so he, he provides some versatility for the team where he can play. And uh, no matter where he does play, you know, he'll be shooting threes at a high rate. That's exactly what we need. Like I said, the Mavs are a really big three-point shooting team. So if we could have a guy like Jamichael Green, just one of those reliable guys from the three, it would be really good for our team. Because a couple times this season, what I've noticed is um, we can become pretty cold from three. And when that happens, you need to have a couple of guys that you can just lean to, like, just some really good shooters that you can put in the game and know that they'll probably make a couple shots for the team, get us back in rhythm. And what I've seen, I mean, sometimes Luca's off. Timmy, very incon like, he's very inconsistent. He is uh, he's one of those if you get hot, then you stay hot type of guys. But the if is the big part. So if Timmy's not hitting, Luca's not hitting, Kristaps isn't hitting, then you know the team is out of sorts. So if we have a couple of guys that can hit those shots. That would be really good, and I think Jamichael Green does that. Now the next player is someone who is um, very, very good in my opinion. He really fits the mold of what our team needs. Uh, he's six foot ten, Bobby Portis. Right now he plays for the Bucks. He's power forward, center, and uh, like I said, six foot ten. So he offers really great size. Right now his season averages are eleven points and seven rebounds. And that's in limited minutes, but if you could give us 11.7 rebounds off the bench every time, that would be amazing for our team. Um, so yeah, 7 rebounds in like just 20 minutes a game is really good. What we can do with that, we can put him at power forward, we can put him at center because he'll pull down the boards. Then with his size, he can block shots, everything like that. So he's really good for our team. And then one of his biggest things, he shoots 55% from the field and 50% from three, which is just crazy for especially a six foot ten player. I mean, this guy will probably line up at center for us, but he can knock down 50% of the shots. So what he can do is he can really, really stretch the floor for us. Similar to what we do with our um, starting lineup, we can have a similar strategy with our bench because right now starters and bench is a really different scheme for us. Starters, obviously we run through Luca, we stretch the floor with everybody, pick and roll. Off the bench, it's a bit different because we have guys that can't shoot as much. 
But if we have uh, if we have Bobby Portis in the team, he's a guy that can shoot from anywhere on the floor, and um, just really having him on the team would help offensively and defensively. So this is a guy that I really really like. I mean, out of this list, he's probably the guy that I'd want the most because he can just he can just fill all of our needs: bench three point shooting, defense, rebounding, and I think we can get him at a pretty good price. We have 38 million, which is about, I mean, one of the highest in the league. And um, teams like the Bucks, uh, like I said, they're probably going to be looking to resign guys like Drew Holiday. So their cap space isn't going to be that good. I'm not sure if they can pay Bobby Portis what he deserves. But I think, you know, Portis in that 8 to 10 million range, kind of like the Cleaver deal we have, I think that would be a really good pickup for us, especially considering that this guy is only 26 years old. I mean, if you look at already what he's doing, he's playing excellent, but given his age, he can he can do so much more. He can grow as a player and help us out even, even more. I mean, if we sign him long-term, who knows what he can develop into. So yeah, Bobby Portis, out of this list, I think this is my biggest guy that I want. Of course, the first four players that I mentioned, Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo, John Collins, and Andre Drummond, those guys would be just ideal because they are immediate starters on our team. We can plug them in, play them. But, um, yeah, just considering price point and necessity, Bobby Portis, I think, is really good for our team off the bench. Um, this next guy that I have here is from the San Antonio Spurs. Um, we almost picked them up, actually. There was rumor that we made a trade for him, but eventually those talks fell through. This guy is Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles is a power forward, but he is very tall. He's, um, six foot nine. So yeah, six foot nine power forward. He can help us on rebounding, of course. He averages six points and four rebounds, which isn't a lot, but that's just given the amount of minutes that he plays. Um, yeah, so he only plays about fifteen to sixteen minutes, and um, he's been injured a good amount this season. He hasn't played too many games. When he has played, um, he's shown he's shown great ability. I mean, he shoots fifty one percent from the field, more specifically thirty eight percent from three. Um, yeah, just for a guy his size, 38% from three is really good. Another one of those guys that can just stretch the floor for us. And, um, four rebounds in only 15 minutes. I mean, that's all you can ask for, really, at, at, the, at those kind of minutes. So, yeah, he could help us out with rebounding, of course. And just another one of those really good depth guys at the power forward position. Um, he is pretty much like a Jermichael Green. I mean, they both offer similar things. They're... Decently tall, you know, Jamichael is 6'8", 6'9", Lyle's about 6'9", 6'10". So both of those guys, they give uh, they give size, they're both power forwards, shooting, they're, they provide the same thing. So I think if we take a run at either of them, just try to see which one we can get for cheaper. Uh, Jamichael Green gets more minutes, so I assume Lyle's would be a bit of a cheaper option just because he doesn't play as many minutes, he's not as known. And yeah, I don't think there's as big of a market for him. And the thing with Lyles, um, he is only 25, which is excellent for our team. Like, Portis, he's 26. If we get a guy like Lyles at 25, what, what he's already doing is shooting 38% from three. But if we can develop him even more, maybe involve him in the pick-and-roll game, something like that, uh, we can make him even better than he already is. And, um, yeah, I think just to get him around 
six to eight million off the bench, that would be a really, really good deal for us. Really good bargain player. Now, finally, I have Rashawn Holmes. He uh, plays for the Kings, currently injured. But when he was playing, I mean, this guy was playing out of his mind, just having a really great season. Um, he's not a great three-point shooter like most of these guys that I've mentioned. You know, I've been looking at more three-point shooting guys because that's what our team is built around. We shoot threes, we make threes, and that's what makes us a really good team, a really dangerous team. But with Rashawn Holmes, um, he is a guy that provides size. He provides offense. He provides defense. He provides rebounding. He's just a really good player for us. So yeah, Sean Holmes. He's six foot ten center, averages thirteen points, eight rebounds a game, and he shoots sixty five percent from the field. Doesn't shoot threes. Only seventeen percent from the field. But that's not really what we're looking from him. So yeah, sixty five percent from the field. I mean, he's one of those guys inside. Even though he can't shoot, he can't really stretch the floor, he is efficient offensively still. So, well, yeah, that's what we need from a guy coming off the bench. He, he doesn't stretch the floor, but his size provides really great rebounding. He's an excellent defender. Um, and, yeah, he's just a really athletic guy, which makes him a good defender. 1.6 blocks a game. That's just, I mean, amazing. Well, if we could get that type of production from the bench. And, um, honestly, he can start opposite of Kristaps uh, Porzingis, he, he has that type of talent where he can become a starter on our team and we can move Kleber to the bench. But yeah, 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 65% from the field. And uh, one other note, what the Mavs are really good at, what we're kind of known for, is creating shooters. So what, what I see with Rashawn Holmes, he shoots 81% from the free throw line. So it shows that he does have a bit of a stroke. He can shoot. So if we can just develop that mid-range game, maybe develop a bit of an outside shot, he can be really good. He can even become a stretch the floor type of guy for us, even though that's not what we're envisioning him to be right now. But yeah, I think um, out of these four bench guys, Rashawn Holmes is the best because he also has a possibility of being a good starter for our team. And yeah, he's 27 years old, so just another young guy that could really help the team out in terms of defense and rebounding which is honestly two of our biggest weaknesses that's all we can look for in a player defense and rebounding so yeah Rashawn Holmes he can be a center immediately come in make an impact and uh, kind of just clear up that mess that we have at center right now we have a couple guys that do different things that with Holmes we have one guy that can do a lot of things and I think that's better rather than paying two three four guys a couple million we just pay Rashawn Holmes something like 10 million, maybe 12 million, depending on what the salary cap is at. I think that's better than having a couple of guys who are iffy. We just have a couple of certain players. That's what we really need because we need to have that type of rotation where we can rely on guys, not have a ton of players that are just iffy. Like we put them in, but we're not really sure about putting them in. We need some guys that are really more confident in. So yeah, Rashawn Holmes, I think he's the type of player to do that. Now, going back to our free agents that are coming out from the Mavs, I mean, I talked about some other guys. I don't think they're going to be that big. You know, Melly, I don't know. We can get him back. Redick at the right price. I mean, Redick provides shooting experience. If we get him at the right price, that's good. But the two biggest guys that I have on this list here, Tim Hardaway Jr., 
He's an unrestricted free agent, and Josh Richardson, he has a player option. Now, Josh Richardson, $11 million player option, like I said, I don't think that he's going to come back on that player option. He's definitely possible to come back on a different deal, but on that player option, I think he's going to be looking for more money, and I mean, we have we have the money to give him what he wants, so I think he could be a good player, just have a sense of familiarity. It's probably better than trying to get some new guy to adjust to our system, and um, I'm pretty sure odds are that Drew Holiday goes back to the Bucks, and Oladipo, I mean, he's decent, but if we can get Josh Richardson for a lower price, I think it's better to work on a budget rather than get someone who might be a little bit better, because my concern with Oladipo, he's coming off of injury. Richardson, we know what he can do, how he fits into our system, and um, yeah, I think Richardson probably won't come back for 11 million, but if we can get him like 13, 14 million, honestly, anything under 15 would be a really good price for us, I think. Because, I mean, he is a starter on our team, and uh, starters get paid. So if we can get him 13 to 15 million dollar range, I think he can come back and do exactly what he does be a great defender, be pretty good on offense. I mean, you can get to the rim, he can handle the ball a bit to get pressure off Luka. Um, yeah, he can, he can pass. He can work the pick and roll game, so I think he's a good player to have. He he's really versatile for us, so yeah, he's he's good. I mean, he hasn't had an amazing season, of course, three point shooting wise, just over thirty percent for the season. But if you see what he does in game, I mean, of course, he's shown flashes of a good shot in the past, so I wouldn't be surprised if that number goes up. But yeah, he can drive and. That's that's really what we're looking for. Just another guy that can create offense. Yeah, so if you look at his past years, I mean, 38%, 36%, 34% in the past three years. This year, he's shooting at just under 32%, which, um, of course, is not ideal. But just given what he has been shooting in his career past few seasons, I would not be surprised to see that number go up from just under 32% to 34%, 35%, especially with the Mavs. I mean, like I said, we develop shooters. We have good coaches in that system that, that can help with a shot. So I think we can develop Josh Richardson's shot. He can be an even better player for us. Now this next guy, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a guy that's, uh, I think, just the fan base has a really love-hate relationship with him, honestly, because uh, this guy is definition of inconsistent honestly because sometimes he's on the floor and he's lights out he's making every single shot he's making tough shots but other times this guy's ice cold he's really just he's streaky I mean if he makes a couple he'll go off but if he misses some it's not it's not uh out of the ordinary to see this guy shoot 11 for 12 from the field 11 for 11 so, I mean I'm sorry one for 12 one for 11 I mean he just has those type of games where he can't make a shot. And um, another thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. is sometimes his shot selection is really, really interesting. I mean, he seems to take some really tough shots when if he just waits a little bit, you know, waits for a pick, he can get more open looks. So I think that's something to work on in his game. But overall, I really, really like him as a player. I think we should keep him even though he's not that consistent. More often than not, he will be hitting those shots. Um, 16 points a game. 
and his shooting numbers. He shoots 80% from the free throw line, which just is a good indication of his shooting, of, you know, his capabilities as a shooter. And um, three-point percentage, last year he shot 40%. This year it's a bit down at around 38.5%, which is still a above average number, especially um, for a guy coming off the bench. It's a really great number. And the fact is that even when his three-point shot is off, he can create. He's a really great mid-range shooter, and he can even get to the cup, work the pick-and-roll game. So, yeah, he's one of those guys that um pretty confident if he has the ball in his hand that he can make offense, that he can score, because he can really light it up when he gets going. So to have that type of player come off the bench, just someone that can immediately score, I think that's really good. And pairing him with Jalen Brunson, we have a couple of shooters on the floor, so... I think Tim Hardaway Jr., he would be a really good player to get back onto the team. It just depends about what his price range is because um, if you think about it, guys that shoot 38, 39, 40% from three, there's a big market for him in this league. I mean, three-point shooting is one of the biggest things in the NBA right now. So to have one of those types of guys, uh, I think teams are going to throw a lot of money at Tim Hardaway Jr. We just got to hope that we, we can throw more money at him. If you look, last year he accepted his $19 million player option, which shows that he didn't think that he would get over $19 million last season. And I don't think, I mean, he's had a great season, but I don't think he's done much better than last season to kind of indicate the teams that he deserves more. So, I mean, if he's at $19 million right now, uh, I expect his salary to go a bit down. So... If he's making 19 million now, I think, uh, just I think that same number with Josh Richardson, around 15 million, would be a really great price range to get him at. Uh, so if you think about it, to get both of these guys back, say 15 million each, that's 30 million. We have 38 million, so say we get those two guys back for 30 million, we have 8 million left over. We get one of those guys that I said, one of those bench guys, Rashawn Holmes, Jamichael Green, Bobby Portis, and I think that's our ideal thing. So yeah, I'll run through my um, ideal roster. I mean, that's all the information that I have. I'll run through what I think would be our ideal roster in this situation. So point guard. Um, so actually, my ideal roster would consist of Drew Holiday and Victor Oladipo. But I think this is my ideal realistic roster. Because... Um, I think it's just unrealistic to think that we're getting Drew Holiday. Um and it it yeah, it would just be tough. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Drew Holiday is probably off the books and I'd say John Collins is too, because even if he accepts an offer with us, the chances are that the Hawks are gonna retain him. So I'm just gonna say those two guys are off the board. And then with Oladipo, I think the two guys that we have uh Hardaway and Richardson, I think, are better options than Victor Oladipo. So this would be my ideal team. Uh, so we have point guard. We have Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson. Luka, of course, he's our scorer. He's our shooter. He's our everything guy on offense. I mean, everyone knows this. 28 points a game and uh, triple-double threat all the time. I mean, 7.7 7 assists per game. I mean, 7 boards, 7 assists per game. So yeah, Luca. everyone knows, he's our guy. He's the MVP of our team and a possible MVP of the league soon. Probably not this season. 
Um, I could definitely see him finishing top five, maybe top four in the MVP race again, but not the MVP yet. He's he could definitely get there though. I mean, this kid is really good, crazy good. And then backing up Jalen Brunson, like I said, one of the better players on our team. He can shoot, he can pass, he makes good decisions. He's just everything you want from a point guard. Only downside is he's undersized, but this season what he's shown is that he can get to the rack, he can score inside, and that's all we that's all we need. I mean, the the thing that we think with shorter guards is that they can't play inside. Brunson's shown that he can play inside. And on defense, he hasn't been obviously not a good defender because of his size, but he hasn't shown that he's a bad defender necessarily. He hasn't been a liability whatsoever. So yeah, that's all we could hope for with Brunson and getting him back for a year with that team option. He'll be really great off the bench. Now shooting guard, I think I think shooting guard our best bet is to retain both of these guys that we already have on our team. That would be Josh Richardson starting and Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench. I mean, what we have right now, I really like their rotation. I mean, Josh Richardson being a really great on-ball defender, someone that can get to the rack, um, he's really good. I think if we develop his three-point shot, he's definitely someone we should retain. The reason that um, I would be comfortable letting him walk is because of his three-point shot, but I think definitely developable and if it does develop he's a guy that we should not pass up so i'd say josh richardson at around 15 million um i think we might be able to get him for cheaper but i'll just put i'll just put that 15 million number out there because i think it's definitely possible depending on what the cap is looking like and then off the bench uh from for shooting guard would be tim hardaway jr um, what we already have right now, good shooter. Tim Hardaway Jr. is actually an underrated defender. Um, if we lose Josh Richardson to free agency, Tim Hardaway Jr. is definitely, definitely capable and skilled enough to be a starter. Um, I think he's probably better than some of the starters that we have on our team right now. But the reason we have him coming off the bench is just because of what he provides. He's really what you want off the bench, just an instant score, someone that can light it up i mean run up the scoreboard and yeah i mean he has the talent and the ability of a starter but he's probably better equipped as a bench player he's probably better used as a bench player so i think retaining him at around 15 million i mean he is our sixth man um yeah he'd, he'd just be excellent off the bench and then behind them would be tyrell terry he's our rookie um just develop him behind these guys. He probably won't see a lot of minutes unless there's an injury. But yeah, Tyrell Terry, develop his shot. And he could be a really great player. I mean, combo guard, he offers good size. But he also is, um, he, he can shoot. He can be lights out from three. Like we saw in college, um, he went to Stanford. And he's he was a really good, really good three-point shooter. So... Next position is small forward. So small forward, I think we'll stick with the guys that we already have. We got Dorian Finney-Smith at starting small forward. And backing him up is Josh Green. Now, Josh Green, I think, is a guy that we should monitor. If he isn't making the progress that we're liking, then I think retaining a guy like J.J. Redick, I know he's a shooting guard, but in a small ball lineup, I think retaining a guy like JJ Reddick would be good to back up Dorian Finney-Smith because um, if Josh Green isn't making the progress that we want him to then there's no point in rushing him no point in putting him in games when we don't think he's ready 
And then the next guy would be Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay is um someone that I haven't talked about yet, but he's our he's our rookie. We don't have him under contract, but uh he's a he's a two way player. And it would be really easy to retain him. I think he played really well in the G League. He showed he showed that he has good size, good touch. He can he can definitely shoot the ball. Um yeah, he's six foot seven. And he's he's just been a really great player for us in the in the G League. He hasn't had too many NBA minutes, of course, because he is a two-way player. Most of their time is spent in the G League. But what he showed in the G League, he's a guy that we should retain. I'm not sure if he's someone that we should give minutes just yet. But, you know, signing him back for a minimum contract and uh, just seeing his game develop, he can definitely, definitely, definitely be one of those guys off the bench that is good for us. Um, and that small forward position, like I said, it's kind of iffy for us. Depends on Josh Green. We might bring back JJ Redick, but I want to watch Tyler Bay and see if he can he can be a good player. So for now, I'm just going to say the assumption is that Josh Green continues to be iffy as a player, and I say we re-sign JJ Redick at that backup position. Next is power forward. Um, we've given money to guys like Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr. That's thirty million, and then JJ Redick is another couple million. Uh, we won't have much money to get uh, guys like uh, just some of those guys that I was listing out, probably. Uh, especially you know John Collins, Andre Drummond. I think is a higher price point than what we can afford. So power forward, I say we get Maxi Kleber, and then. Uh, of course, look for some guys like Jamaica Green, Bobby Portis, Trey Lyles, Rashawn Holmes, if money permits. Um, we're not hard capped at 138 million, so if we can get one of these guys, we should definitely try for it. So I think ideally we have Maxi Kleber power forward, and then we have Bobby Portis backing him up at power forward. And then finally center, we have Kristaps Porzingis starting, and then backing him up would be Dwight Powell. I mean, we put money into Powell a couple seasons back. Uh, just kind of disregarding him would be would be a dumb move, uh, especially what he's shown in the past. There is a reason that we paid him, of course. So uh, we need to, yeah, we need to use Powell. Um, he's had a down season because obviously he's coming off the torn ACL, but that's to be expected. I think if, he, if we get another offseason in him, I mean, a full off season. Last season, we had a shortened off season, um, and of course, we have a shortened season as well—only seventy-two games as opposed to eighty-two. I think if we can get Dwight Powell uh, back up to form, his eleven million dollar contract, I think can pay off. I think he can be a good player at that price point, um, especially at center. I mean, he offers good size, good rebounding, and he's a pretty good defender, high flyer. Especially in the pick and roll, he can be really, really great with Jalen Brunson. So yeah, he hasn't been playing too much for us this year just because of injury, just because he hasn't come back as explosive as he once was. I think I think we can get him back in backup center. So one more time, I'll run through him without all the explanations just so you can get a clear picture. We have point guard, Luka Doncic, uh, Luka Doncic Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke. Shooting guard, we have Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Tyrell Terry. Small forward, we have Dorian Finney-Smith, JJ Redick, Josh Green, and then I'd say Tyler Bay as a two-way player. 
power forward, we have Maxi Cleaver. Uh, sorry, Maxi Cleaver and Bobby Portis. And center, we have Chris Alps and Dwight Powell. And that would put us at around 14 players. So, you know, get, um, get someone out of the draft, undrafted free agent, someone like that to fill out the rest of the roster. Some guys that we can put in the G League and just see how they develop. I think that would be our best team. So, yeah. That's it. We got 38 million, a lot to work with. I mean, we have a good team right now. We just have to get a couple more pieces that fit with our team, fit with our scheme to try and make a push for a playoffs and a push for a championship. Um, you never know what happens this season. We're sitting at around seventh seed, sixth seed. So we got to see. There is definitely time for us uh, to improve our record and be a really good team in the playoffs. But I think odds are we probably won't make too much noise so next season if we can get some of these free agents we can be a really dangerous team a really good team in the playoffs so yeah that is all that was the uh 2021 dallas mavericks free agency preview as well as my predictions and my um my ideal roster for the mavs going into next season thank y'all for tuning in peace